All right, we're back here on the show, and we're continuing to talk about the Rivers Rising Project, and we've got Brian McLean now joining us, who is a member of the committee of the First Story Toronto. Right, Brian? That's right, yes. So can you just uh, tell us a bit about yourself, how you got involved in this, and a little bit about the First Story uh, Toronto? Sure. Um, First Story Toronto is about 21 years old now. It was founded by Rodney Bobby Wash, who is at the Native Canadian Centre of Toronto, uh, which anyone is welcome to visit. Um, so he wanted to do uh, basically three things. He thought um, Toronto should know more about uh, its indigenous story, which goes back 12,000 years. So people often think Toronto's a new city, it's only 200 years old, it was a blank slate and so forth. Well, that sort of erases the actual history, the, the 98% of the story that, that is missed when you say that. So we wanted to, uh, to, to make people aware that there's a very rich, complicated history um, going back a long, long time, and make people aware of that and make people realize that that's where we live here in Toronto. Mm. And my personal story is, is, is realizing that the park near where I lived was the site of a Wendat village 550 years ago. And to think that this, this uh, beautiful park in northern, north Toronto, uh, surrounded by homes and shops and so forth, uh, had this other dimension of history just really fired up my imagination. And when I began to realize that there were, there were sites all across Toronto, this wasn't an exception, that this place was totally inhabited, well-known, people lived off the land, so they had to know it very intimately, mm -hmm. and that this was a part of Toronto, that Indigenous history wasn't just out there elsewhere in Toronto, and, and Toronto was sort of a, you know, uh, just a, a new place. Um, it had this very rich history, and so I wanted, to, I wanted to find out more about that. I wanted to find out where other villages were located, who were the Wendat, which we more commonly call Huron, but that wasn't what they called themselves. Uh, so wanted to find out about how they had these huge farm plantations in, in Toronto, these, these villages surrounded by huge, huge corn farms and so forth that were all over Toronto. So I, I find that just really fascinating. I just, and, and it made me want to learn more about, about Toronto than I, or I already knew. Uh, so uh, I think it helps you put down roots in where you live to find out how deep the roots go. Mm -hmm. um, and then it, it connects us with the original people of this place, you know, like most Torontonians, my family comes from elsewhere. I was born in Canada, but, you know, my cultural roots are elsewhere. And I wanted to be more at home here. I wanted to know what, what our home really is about. And then the, the, the great privilege of being able to, through this work, to be meeting Indigenous people who, there are perhaps up to 70,000 First Nations, Inuit and Métis people who live in contemporary Toronto, probably more than at any time in the past. But today's population comes from all across Canada. So you can meet an Inuk person. You can meet a West Coast uh, person. You can meet a, a Mi'kmaq from the Maritimes. On and on, people from the Prairie Nations. So it's a United Nations of First Nations, in a way, here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, just have the interest and curiosity to go out and start attending meetings and, and presentations and talks and film nights and all sorts of things, or co come on one of our tours, we do walking tours and bus tours of Toronto, then you'll have the chance to A, meet real people, First Nations and other Indigenous people, meet them, find, hear from them, uh, to learn more about, you know, just where we are and how we can live in, in, a more, in a more peaceful relationship with the land that we live on instead of just have an exploitive attitude towards it. So uh, all of these things really came together for me in, in, in my interest. So I, you know, about 
six years ago is when my learning journey began. I'm not Indigenous, so First Story has both non-Indigenous people like me and Indigenous people. Uh, and, you know, I'm learning from them all the time and guided by them. Um, so uh, it's, it's a great learning opportunity, and, and people are certainly welcome to contact us if they want to participate and bring some skills that they have to what we're trying to do because we operate, as I say, tours that are, are, are expanding. But we're also, uh, we also have developed an app, which is still in, in development, but it's, it's available now for free. If you have either a, an iPhone or an Android phone, you can download the First Story Toronto app, and then you can pick up stories from whatever neighborhood you're in. Like I say, we've definitely got more to do, but you can find what, what story do we have in this neighborhood. You know, that's a great thing, really? to think that you're actually, uh, in a sense, assembling these stories. Yeah and uh, making them available to everybody, exactly. which allows them to really reconnect. There's the app right there. you got a lot wow. of stories on there I can oh tell goodness. by the blue. Yeah, we've got there's several dozen now, but there's, Holy there's, there's many, many more yeah. to do. Now, what's what, I mean, here you've been doing this for six years, and uh, I'm assuming you've learned a lot, obviously, about wow. uh, the uh, original people's history here in Toronto. What, is there one story, I know you're connected to the one in your neighborhood, but uh, tell us some other Incredible well, story. Well, here, here's the story. You know, just uh, what, two years ago, uh, Toronto commemorated the War of 1812. Uh, nobody knows that the actual, the first probably casualties of the Battle of York that took place here in April 27th, 1813, probably the first casualties were First Nations allies. They were the first to meet the, the Americans coming off their rowboats yeah. from their ships. Uh, they were, uh, I think we know that one died and others were injured. So how many know the actual critical role that First Nations allies played in, in fending off the American invasion? Um, mm -hmm. I'm told, and I'm not an expert in this war, but I heard several historians who are not First Nations historians, but they conceded, yeah, if there are several crucial battles where if the First Nations allies weren't part of the team, then we could be another state of the United States mm -hmm. today. Um, yeah. So. They were wow. played this critical role. Hadn't come if they hadn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. allied with us. Yes, it, oh. the Battle of York in particular was. Um, they didn't play such a crucial role in this particular battle, but several of the ones in the Niagara Peninsula they were crucial. The one that um, General Brock died in, for example, it was uh, the Six Nations allies there who who turned who turned the tide of battle. Well, not just there. I think Detroit also. NATO's played a crucial yes, role there. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there are several. There's like four or five or six that were where they actually played a very, very crucial role. Yeah. So that that's something that we, we don't know of uh, very well. I, I certainly didn't know about it, but uh, that's one of the tours we're developing is to tell the, the story of the Battle of York and the whole the whole aspect of their alliance with... Uh, so they, they didn't do it in order to, you know, serve this king in far-off England. They did it to protect their own interests. Uh, so it was an alliance they felt of equals. We'll do the, We'll help you yeah. because it's good for us as well. Um, but unfortunately, the consequence was as soon as the war ended, the the the, the treaty negotiate the um, the peace treaty negotiations happened in Belgium between the Americans and the British. There were no First Nations members of the uh, of the negotiations, <laughs> and and once they were no longer needed as mi as military allies, they were sort of forgotten. And that began the process of marginalizing uh, the indigenous peoples of Canada. That's a big story, it especially is. when you think about uh, the whole Grand River situation yeah. and, and the Mohawks yeah. and the their horrific, role yeah. as allies, right? Yeah. Um, 
so okay so now so then how does it relate with uh, the first story with the rivers Ri- rising project i mean we've, we're hearing about these other ri- rivers but do you want to give us some more details well when I, we did a beautiful walk along the humber river last spring for the doors open toronto festival we're doing a different walk for the festival this may but uh as i as i you know uh, helped plan the walk with my uh, my indigenous colleagues i realized that to look at the landscape as a source of food and as a source of shelter and so forth, is just to look at it with a completely different eye. When, when I'm walking through this green space along the Humber, I'm just thinking of recreation and how relaxing it is and so forth. But to be looking for medicinal plants and to be, uh, you know, watching the, the animals move, and uh, it's it's a completely different aspect of looking at the at the landscape as you know your, your friendly source of water, of food, of shelter, and so forth. Um, it was really an eye-opening experience for me to, 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 to have that privilege to look through their eyes to see how, uh, how, they, how they look at a landscape. So they had to have this very, very intimate knowledge of the seasons, of what plants grew at what seasons and where they grew, where blueberries grew, where, you know, mm-hmm. when the nuts were ripe for harvesting and all sorts of things, uh, when the fish were running especially. Mm-hmm. Um, That's living in harmony with... Yes. The they, land, they, right? yeah. uh, and the fact that, um, for example, the uh, Anishinaabeg people, who are often called Ojibwe, uh, including the Mississaugas of this area, um, they, they have a clan system, and mm-hmm. everyone is a member of one clan or another, and these clans are named after an animal. And that's not just sort of a token thing or an emblem. It's, it's actually they, 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 um, they derive sort of teachings from the way that animal behaves, mm-hmm. uh, how it behaves in the winter, how it finds shelter and so forth. Um, so it's, it's a very integrated relationship with I nature. just have one question. As far as going on these walks, yeah. um, how, how does one get to be able to go on these walks? Yeah. And wh- how long do they take? Where do you take us? And yeah. how, do we, how, do we, how do we get do on it. the walk? How do we do it? <laughs> well, we, how, we, can uh, I, how can I be there? How about that? You were speaking about sustainability earlier. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, our, our tours are usually... Uh, paid tours, and what we've only been able to do until recently is offer charter tours. So a group would would book us to do a, a tour for their group. So it could be a class, it could be a government agency that wants their staff to understand, uh, you know, indigenous issues better. Um, but but uh, we do offer free tours for during Jane's Walk. So we're going to offer probably two tours this Jane's Walk weekend, okay, the so first weekend in May. so that would get people out and that would get them, you know, a little bit yeah, of an idea, yes. just to, you know, a walkabout. And uh, honestly, I mean, people in Toronto, I know that right now, if, if I wanted to walk somewhere, I would have no idea what trail to go, where I would walk. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if this gave me an idea to, you know... If, and some foundation, I think it'd be beautiful. Yeah. You know, to, to have a, a little bit of a grasp of something. Absolutely. With meaning. We, we can, I mean, we, we are researching new tours all the time, and we're probably going to do some day bus trips out of Toronto, connecting people with, say, the Mississaugas, who now live near Brantford. You know, Toronto's okay. Indigenous people, when the British arrived, we've sort of pushed them away, and now they're, you know, an hour and a half drive by car from us, and only about 20 of them or so live in Toronto. So... We want to we want to connect with them and you know welcome them into Toronto's life. Fortunately, several of them are play a very active role in Toronto meetings and things, and um, and uh, because they still care, this is their homeland. Yeah. They still care for Toronto's future and want to uh, want to have a voice in in in, in helping us plan our future. Yeah. And and there's um, 
there's a Lost Rivers tour every Sunday, uh, uh, every third Sunday of the month. There's uh, in the afternoon, they're on the Lost Rivers website. They're oh. totally free. Lost Rivers. Lost Rivers. Yeah. So what? it's not necessarily an Indigenous tour, but it's a Lost Rivers tour. Okay. Um, What's the website for that? Lost Rivers. Then um, this April 23rd, we actually want to not just do the, do the tours, we want to contribute back to the communities we're working so, on. So, so April 23rd, 23rd near Earth Day, Earth Day. We, we're going to have a tour near Topham Pond um, where we're going to ask people, hey, if you want to participate in the cleanup before the tour uh, and help the community, and then we'll offer the t a tour for free to let people know what more about it. What neighborhood is that in? Um, that's Western Mount Dennis. Um, so where is that? I don't where know is where Topham Palm? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd like to What's be the there. What's the closest intersection? Eglinton and Jane. Eglinton yeah. and Jane. So think about these areas of Toronto, oh. which you normally wouldn't think of tourist areas. Yeah. We want to develop those as sites people actually want to go to, take tours on, connect to the community, mm. and 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 um, you, you know have people across the city connect to each other. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Brian, I just want to ask, um, so it's about the stories. Now, where are these stories and how are they being archived and being made available? Are they in print form on a website or are they audio files? They're on our app. Everything that we've developed is on our app so far. And as I say, we're, we're adding more all the time. Uh, we don't have a full website. We have a blog. So that has some of the stories. As we add new ones, we put them on the blog. But we, we do, it is our ambition to develop a really amazing website with lots of new dimensions and maps and all sorts of things so we need to do some original mapping to show where the uh, villages were uh, at, at different periods over thousands of years um, what artifacts have been found to, to yeah. verify that um, what's in museums and so forth um, so uh, we have we have to draw from many different sources mm -hmm. um, old maps uh, archives um, uh, archaeology um, and so probably just some stories that people you know, elders might Absolutely. still remember. An amazing story we, we got from somebody, uh, uh, the, an elder at, uh, at the Mississaugas of the New Credit. He said that uh, a relative of his in the mid-19th century ran a medicinal plant uh, retail store here in Toronto on Dundas Street. Now, we're trying to find out exactly where on Dundas Street, but he has actually some printed materials from the store, and I thought, well, that's just amazing. I didn't realize that... that somebody was running a business here on, on Dundas Street in mid-19th century Toronto. So that's a, just a really interesting little, little story, but really interesting to see, well, what, was his li <laughs> what must his life have been like living in, in a British-dominated, uh, you know, burgeoning Toronto at that time. Uh, so we want to find out more about that. So Very we're, cool. We're so what's the blog? Where can people go to find out more, yeah. maybe sign up for a tour and get the app and all that sure. stuff? I think it's called firststoryblog.wordpress.com. Okay, firststoryblog.wordpress.com. Yeah. And so can they download the app there? And no, to download the app, you have to go to the, uh, I, the, app store. the app store for Apple, okay. if you have an Apple phone, oh, good. or the, um, Android. the uh, Google Play store for Android, Android. Uh, apps. That's great. So in either case, it's a free, it's a free so download. Can you Google First Story Blog? And yeah, First Story Toronto will we'll, we'll, um, we'll pull up and, everything for you. And April 23rd is the, uh, the Earth Day Walk, right? That's right. That's and where is that again? Where is that going to be? Topham Pond. Topham West Pond. area is called Western Mount Dennis. Yeah. It's um, Eglinton and, and Jane. And Eglinton Jane. and Jane. Very cool. And the info is on, on the... Uh, uh, and, and we also have uh, Jane's Walk in the Young Eglinton area, 
which is the area of Brian's Wendat village, mm -hmm. and then a walk at, towards the end of May in Rockcliffe Smythe along Lost Lavender Creek and Black Creek, and which is the area of the ancient Carrying Place Trail and another trail that ran up Old Western Road. Wow. Yeah. And all these walks are free. The, the ones that Helen mentioned are all yeah. free and open to the public. And wow. they're all posted on the on your website? Or? Well, they, they will be shortly. Oh, good. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Brilliant. by the time people are watching this on YouTube, it's probably already up there, right? <laughs> 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 so you can check it out right now. Okay, guys, Wonderful. this has been great. Super. So I hope we got all the info out that we want to let people know about. And yeah. uh, it sounds really exciting. Yeah. I know, Miranda, you're totally like... Well, thank uh, you. Thank you for Earth Day. Thank you for, you know, <laughs> caring. Thank oh, it's Ushi's birthday. Oh, oh you didn't have oh, birthday. Oh, we got some Uncle Tetsu's coming in. Okay, let's take a break. We're actually, let's wrap up the show. We'll thank up. you, guys. It's been great to have this. Let's, uh, we're going to close the show off, eat some Uncle Tetsu's and celebrate yeah. Ushnish's birthday and thanks to Ushnish for bringing uh, Helen and uh, Brian on the show today. So thanks everybody. We'll see you next time Thank here you. on thatchannel.com. Yeah.